Hello, hello. Okay, guys, Karina and I have been sitting here chatting and we're like, okay, we need to push record because we have been having a juicy raw conversation. I am so excited that the work that I do gets to include talking to other just badass moms that are out here killing it, doing it, but not in a way that is free of struggle. Like this is not easy. Motherhood's not easy. Juggling life and kids and jobs and building businesses and all of this stuff is not easy. But Karina is someone who is truly paving a path of doing motherhood her own way. And despite curveballs and setbacks and roadblocks, like she just keeps fighting through. And so I'm really excited to just kind of share her with you guys in my community. So Karina, welcome. Um, I'll give you a little bit more of a formal introduction. Um, Karina is a divorced mom of two special needs daughters and a bonus mom to a stepdaughter. She's currently working a nine to five as a cat, stand, cat scan technologist, um, where she also teaches other technologists. So she's like jack of all trades here. <laughs> she does the work. She teaches the work. Um, and she is starting a coaching business to help other divorced special needs moms navigate new diagnosis, new diagnoses. I don't know how to say that word um, with her medically complex children, which is something that I think is just so valuable and beautiful. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited that we just get to talk about all the mom things. <laughs> I know. Yes. So. I'll just start with what the heck made you want to start a business when you have like a lot of other shit happening in your life? <laughs> like you are not only like working full time at a trauma hospital doing CAT scan tech, like we were just talking about. She works at one of the busiest hospitals in Chicago, which is wild to me. I'm like imagining like Chicago Med and Chicago PD and like Karina <laughs> on there. Um, but you're also like teaching technologists and you're navigating like an ex-partner and kids with special needs. And like, just walk me through like how this business even came about. Oh boy. So um, I was married for 10 years. So, and I came into the marriage with, my ex had a daughter from a previous marriage. So when she was with us, she was about two years old when she came to live with us. Her mom was just kind of in a bad state. So we kind of, you know, took some temporary custody and we took her with us. Well, she stayed with us for a long time. Um, fast forward, I got divorced four years ago. Not the greatest marriage. And you kind of realize things. And especially having special needs kids, it's really difficult to um, like focus on your husband, focus on the kids and try to do all the things and work at the same time. So when we got divorced, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. So as the pandemic was kind of becoming known, like right at the end of 2019, mm. um, I was already going through the divorce process. I had, you know, moved out on my own and it was in the height of the pandemic, everything shut down. And of course, as a healthcare worker, I was put like right in the line of fire of COVID and just everything that came with it. So like my kids were home, 
I had to navigate, you know, remote learning. It was really hard, like super hard, especially with kids with special needs, because their attention span is just, and even with regular kids, their attention span is just like not there. Five seconds, they're gone. So I was probably in one of the biggest depressions of my life. I just, you know, I was broke. I was getting divorced. I had these two kids to manage. Um, my stepdaughter, her mom went ahead and uh, regained custody. So she left California. And it was just like, what do I do now? Like I'm in the line of fire of COVID. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, what do I do? So I started thinking and I said, you know, what can I do to make things better? I wasn't getting child support. I wasn't getting any help except for, you know, when my ex was doing the 50%. What can I do? So one of the instructors that I have known for years, that was my instructor when I was in school, in x-ray school, he said, you know, you should really think about teaching. I said, oh, well, you know, I don't know if I really want to do that. So he, he presented the idea to me and said, hey, you can sign on with this company. It could bring you like some extra income. It could probably help you out. So I did. I reached out to them. I just said, well, you know, who knows? Probably thousands of people are doing it, you know, in that mindset. Well, they reached out back to me and they said, hey, this material is good. Would you want to sign on with us? I said, yeah, sure. So I went ahead and recorded like a course. I did very well. It made me some pretty decent amount of income um, during the pandemic. And I said, you know, I could really probably do this. I had always known that I wanted to start a business, even though I was a mom, I had kids, I knew I could do it. But when you have those negative influences and those negative thoughts, and sometimes negative people that are in your life that are supposed to support you, it really just says, okay, it kind of blocks you from doing that and say, okay, well, maybe this is not the right time. And I put it off for a very long time. I knew I wanted to start a business. I knew that when I had my daughter, Sophia, and with all of her medical com complications, I knew I wanted to start a business because I wanted to be at home with her and deal with that and really find her the help and support that she needed. Well, it didn't turn out that way. <laughs> so I said, well, what can I do now? Even though, you know, this time it's got, what can I do now to fund my income, to help me out, to kind of get me into the place where I need to be? So I started teaching, you know, in my industry, and that seems to do pretty well. I started to grow like a following on Instagram on that, and people were really interested in my courses. And so I would create courses on the side for other technologists. So I said, you know, I need to do something more. Like moms like myself, there's really no guidance. There's no help. There's no uh, resources. Because I know when I was trying to navigate my daughter Sophia's diagnosis, like there was nothing out there because it's something that's really rare. And there's really not a lot of information and research on it. So I said, I need to do more. Like something just empowered me. And I was like, you know, I... I you know, should I be a coach? Should I, you know, support other moms that are in my same position? Like, what is it that I need to do? Okay. And then it was like, okay, aha, uh -huh. maybe I need a coach to help me. 
maybe I need somebody to, to do this for me. Or maybe I just kind of scroll on social media, research things and like figure it out, right? So I got the idea to do it. And I said, you know, why don't we just put this together? I can put this masterclass together. I can throw it out there and see what happens. And I guess it's because I didn't really believe in myself and think, oh, well, I can do the mom thing. I can do the business. I can do that. And I had a lot of mental blocks and a lot of just mindset. And I had to work through a lot of that considering that I was going through a divorce. I was, you know, faced with all these challenges with my kids, the pandemic. And it just like, like life was like at a standstill for me. So I said, you know, maybe I want to pursue this where I want to empower other moms to really come forward and say, yes, you know, this is me. This is my life with my child or my children. I really need help and support. So that kind of sparked me throwing a podcast together and say, hey, let's talk about it. Let's talk about, you know, what what are the challenges? What is it that I go through on a day-to-day basis? You know, um, what is it that we need help with where we can find resources? And I kind of started to pull this stuff together and said, you know, this would probably work. And it kind of opened the door and like opened conversations with other moms to say, okay, yes, like I've been looking for this. I need this. And it's paid off really well for me. So it's, it's really empowering because there's even people at work that don't know that I'm doing this. And they're like, Hey, I heard you have this podcast. Like, what is this all about? You know, cause I don't really mention it at, you know, my nine to five because I yeah. kind of keep that wraps, you know? And I said, well, yeah, I just feel like there's, I mean, there was the funny story is, is it's funny that we're talking about this because I had a mom of a child yesterday that I was um, taking care of. And she says, Hey, you know, I recognize your name. She goes, you have this podcast, you know, the medically empowered moms. And I'm like, well, yeah, I, I, I'm the host of it. She's like, you know, I listened to that episode about, you know, uh, the resources. I never knew all that stuff existed out there. So like, it was funny that there was actually a mom with her child there. I'm here taking care of her and saying, okay, I'm going through the whole spiel at my job. And she actually listened to what I had to say. And she said it was so empowering. She's like, when are you going to drop the next episode? I was like, soon. So it was really funny. So that's kind of how I kind of started, you know, saying, hey, I want a business. So I want to really drop the nine to five, be present with my kids, be there, find them, you know, whatever extra help exists out there. And just, you know, because I don't gatekeep anything. I always love to share the knowledge with other moms because even moms who have children that are just typical kids, sometimes they need like some extra help or resources, you know, with their kids. And that's like empowering for them, Um, you know, just to know that, hey, there is some help. And if it could be like, you know, some kind of play date or something like that, where there's, it's all inclusive and inclusion it's, it's really empowering and it's, it just, it just lights my soul on fire. So yeah, that's kind of how everything kind of went down for me. 
And I mean, I owe it all to the pandemic, you know, to kind of light that fire in my ass and just really get it in there. Or else I would just be sitting here like spinning around and be like, okay, well, maybe in a year I'll do this. No, it really like set it off and said, you know, this is a really shitty time. Let's do something about it. Because if I sit here and do nothing, nothing is going to happen. So I think when we kind of sit there and just like, well, you know, no, like I knew I was broke. I had all these attorney bills. I had all these things happening. And like my life was like crumbling underneath me. I'm like, no, I have to take my power back. I have to be the mom that these girls need. I have to be there for them and I have to do something. So it was really, it was really like an aha moment to just really dive in and be like that business owner and the mom and all those things. So. Well, there's just so many things I feel like I want to pull out of this because first of all, I don't think you can credit the pandemic. The the pandemic put you in a depression. You pulled yourself out of that shit. Like you could have totally went the other way with it and spiraled downward and said, the world's against me. I'm broke. I'm divorced. I'm working all the time. My daughters need all of these things. Like you could have let it break you, but you didn't. And like, I think that that's really, really powerful. And also like this idea that this soul firing, uh, like this thing that you can pour into that lights your soul up this much that the, the moms you're serving need it as much as you do. And you like, it's this beautiful coexistence of like, you need to pour into them and they need you to pour into them. And like, I just think that it's really, really cool. Um, like the the idea of, of this podcast is moms doing motherhood their way. And you are just such an example of that. And I'm curious, like what, if a mom is listening who is in that moment that you were in, you know, spring, summer of 2020, where you're like, holy shit, I have to navigate virtual learning. My kids have their own needs. I don't have support. All of these things are coming at me. Like, instead of spiraling down, how do they? Like, choose the path that you chose like how because I feel like it would be so easy to just be like the world's against me (laughs) right and it's so easy to just take the path of least resistance and say and say okay well you know the shit has hit the fan and things are just tough and I you know everything is just life is shitty And I'm just going to give up. Of course, we all know that that is like the easy way out. That's the path of least resistance. Yeah. When you know that you have these little babies, these children, you know, that depend on you, that you need to take care of. And sometimes for me, and I'm pretty sure, you know, other moms might even feel this way. Sometimes when your ass is just backed into a corner and you have to do something 
You have to make a decision because you're forced that decision. And you're, and you're just weighing the pros and cons and saying, okay, is this the best decision that I can make? A lot of times for me, I know I was back during that time. I was backed into that corner where it's like, I could have taken the easy way out, let the depression just get to me. You know, one of the hardest things I think sometimes that we face as a mom is asking for help. Because we, you know, motherhood is such, you know, a, a, a huge job. And as the mom, it's like, we can do all the things we can, you know, take them to school, do this, you know, and get the household and work. And we have so many things on our to do list that are so long. And, you know, we feel like, oh, well, I can do it all. And sometimes if we kind of step back and say, okay, well, I really need help and to ask for that help. We get a lot of mom guilt for that to say, oh, well, now I can't do all the things because I'm asking for help, which is not the case. And it's one of the things that I know I've struggled with ever since I became a mom. It's just to, okay, yeah, it's okay to have the mom guilt, but it's okay to ask for help. If your ass is in the corner and you're backed up and you're like, shit, I got to make a decision because the kids have to eat. We have to keep the roof over our head. You know, I have to pay the, the bills. You are sometimes forced into that decision. But I think that as moms, we don't, we shouldn't feel shamed to ask for help when we need it. And I know during that time, I... I can, I'm going to be really honest. I refuse to ask for help because I was like, I got, I got this. I can do this somehow. And that's where it spiraled into the depression and the anxiety and just, just all the things. And then, you know, I looked at my kids one day and I was putting them on the bus to school. And I remember the, the, the eight on the bus is like, you know, you just look like you're really worn out. And that really hit me when she said that. And and I said, you know, and I go, no, I'm just, you know, I, I work a lot. She's like, no, you look like you're really worn out. Like you're tapped out. And that kind of resonated with me. And I said, you know, I don't want to feel that way anymore because it's like she saw like right through me and was like, okay, I know you're emotionally tapped out. You are done. You have to like do something because your children are feeling the effects of it. Like they're starting to have behavioral issues and things like that. So I think that to pull yourself out of that depression, of course, we all have choices, but it's okay to, to kind of sit in those feelings, but we can't let those feelings continue to dictate what we do as moms. Because if you do, you'll just spiral out of control and it just gets worse and worse. And I've always told other moms, it's okay to seek out professional help. If you can, mm -hmm. there's always, you know, free, you know, free groups out there, which was something that I was like, Oh, I don't think I need that. I actually did. I did. And, you know, just to get that support from other moms that are going through the same thing and to kind of seek it out. It's always a good thing to just be like, Hey, I'm hurting. I really need help. I really need support. And I think as moms, we feel like, no, we can do all the things. 
and we can't ask for help. It's totally okay to ask for help. And it's one of the things that I should have asked for help like sooner, but it's like you have to hit your own personal like rock bottom. And like you said, like when your back is in that corner and you know the saying, I'm sure everybody's heard the saying that like good is the enemy of great. And it's yes. kind of that mentality of like when you do kind of have a handle on it and things are just kind of chugging along and it might feel a little bit like you're on the hamster wheel, but you're like, eh, it's not bad. It's not horrible. My back's not up against a wall. We don't, we don't have the motivation to shift, but when we're like, this is fucking rock bottom like this, I can, I, the bus driver is literally telling me that she can see through and sees that I'm tapped. Like, clearly I need to make a shift. Like I need to do something. Yes. (laughs) And so then to like bring that to other women, I think is really, really cool. So I kind of want to get into that because that's one of the things we were talking about before we hit record is it's like, okay, we learned how Karina, you know, did it, how she pulled herself up, how she didn't, you know, let this break her, but it's not rainbows and sunshine, like, by any means, like, this shit is hard, like, let's talk about some of that hard, and, like, when it continues to be hard, like, how the heck do you keep going, and, like, deciding daily, like, I'm gonna push through and do this, or how do you know when, without letting yourself hit that rock bottom again, like when you need to make a shift or do you like, I'm just, you know, like, cause it's not like, Oh, I made this decision to start my own business and help moms. And all of a sudden everything's perfect. Like, fuck no, (laughs) (laughs) no, none of it is perfect. And honestly, for me, it's just, Things are hard, like there are good days, there are bad days. And I am grateful for the good days that the kids have and just make sure I try to support them as much as I can on those bad days. Because it's really, really fucking hard when you have a child who has a rare genetic disorder, has to see 10 different specialists. And it's doctor's appointments, you know, all year round, sometimes multiple. And then a child with autism who is, you know, nonverbal and she has very limited language and trying to figure out exactly what routine works best for her. Because what may work for one daughter doesn't work for the other one, right? So what I do is, is I started out very early and, you know, working with a team of therapists and things like that. But I also did my own research where I said, I have to figure out something that is going to make things a little bit calmer because I am not hundred percent sure what happens when they are 50% with dad. So that's just another animal. And I, I can't really speak to that because I don't know. So I said, you know, Let me make my household something that is positive, something that is calm, something that is peaceful for them. 
something that they know, okay, when they step in the door, okay, I know exactly what to do. So whether it's like visual schedules for them, so they know what we're doing, you know, now versus the next step, you know, transitions, things like that. That seems to help with calming the chaos in my household, even though my girls like to fight over everything, but having (laughs) sibling rivalry, right? Having like that routine and that decompression time for them, because I know once they come home from school, like they need that decompression time to kind of regulate their nervous system. Just like we as moms have to regulate our nervous system and, um, you know, take a break, take a breather. And because we can't just run on empty constantly and then try to be the best mom we can for our children and be present. So I've really gotten into making sure their routines and of course I tweak it and modify it. So it adjusts to their day, but it's really hard because there's meltdowns and this is just for any child, you know, there's meltdowns. They don't like something. They don't want to eat their dinner. They don't, it's just, the typical things that every child goes through where they don't want to watch the show, they their tablet doesn't work, and they don't want to play this game, they don't want to go to bed, they don't want to get on the bus, not put on their shoes. So having like that clear routine where it's like, okay, we're going to do this, now we're going to do this, has really helped just calm some of the chaos and just really create that positive environment for them. And as moms, you know, yeah, the kids like to go to the park. They want to go here. Do we enjoy some of that stuff? Maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I know. I'm just like, I really don't want to do it, but I do it for them, you know? So I do it for them because I'm like, all right, we're here at the park and they never want to leave. And I'm like, all right, well, and and I'm just rattling off 5,000 things in my brain of what I have to do when we get back home. But <laughs> we do it for them though, right? And that's just one thing that just, when I know they're happy, it just makes me just, you know, feel really good and say, okay, I know that I'm doing the best thing I can as far as their mom. And, you know, we go through the challenges, we navigate that and we're like, all right, what can I do tomorrow to kind of make sure that, hey, maybe they might have less of a meltdown today versus, you know, yesterday. But I think routines is a big thing in my household. And just kind of having that um, downtime, I know I do story time at night with them at night. And I don't feel that mom guilt so much anymore, where it's like, okay, I have to work on these things on the business, you know, I'm working and this and that, or even taking that time out extra for me. Because I think self-care is a very, it's like a non-negotiable when it comes to motherhood. You have to have that time to yourself, with your spouse, significant other, you know, friends, family, whatever it is. Because I feel like that time is really important because we all know if your cup is empty, everybody else, you can't fill everybody else's cup. So um, I think that's one of the challenges and especially because motherhood is hard and children are just, children can be very challenging regardless of their special needs or not. And it's just a, a, 
as moms, you know, of what we can do as far as keeping them on a routine. I think routines are huge. I know it's huge for me because you can tell how structured my kids are as far as their routine. So I think that helps a lot. Yeah. Um, and just being present with them, you know, being present and, and being there and they do, they enjoy the story time and we'll do like for Halloween, we did a bunch of crafts and like my youngest loves to bake, which is a surprise because, you know, my mom was a baker a lot oh, when I was growing up. So she loves to bake and, you know, that's one of her favorite activities. And that's something that we can do together, yeah. you know, so we can have that bonding time. So, yeah, I think that's usually how you calm that chaos in your household. So, yeah, it's just like pulling out the good, being grateful for the good, knowing that the hard will come and the hard is there, but just like focusing more on the good or refocusing, like not like obviously the hard shit comes and but right. putting yourself in you know surroundings with support like you were saying and like asking for that help and getting that you know that those things that fill your own cup so that you can face the hard basically face the BS with the ex, face the hard days at work, face the meltdowns with the kids. Like those things aren't going to stop, but we can fill our own cups, do the things that light us up, find the things that bring us joy, be present in those beautiful moments. And that gives us the little bit of like, it's almost like an energy boost, you know, like drinking like a cup of coffee in the morning. And yes. like, I don't know. It's like that little bit of like, yeah, you're tired. And yeah, this is going to be a long day. But like, here's your little. Yes. <laughs> yes. This is how we're going to uplift you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It's... I think, yeah, that's all so important. I love some of those key tangible takeaways of just like routine and finding the kid, the things that your kids enjoy and the things that you enjoy. Like, I am not a crafty mom. I am not. I don't enjoy like some of that stuff, but I like taking my kids to the park. Whereas other moms are like, I don't want to do that shit. I would rather sit down and do a craft with my kids or I would rather bake with my kids. <laughs> like find the things that you like doing as a mom and do those things and don't guilt yourself for not liking everything. Like right. you're not going to like every activity. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're bad. <laughs> right, right. Now, like, I know uh, my kids, like, even if it's just a road trip, they, they're all about it, you know, because there's something about them being in the car and it's soothing and they're like, oh, okay, we're going to go for a ride. Okay. And it's something, so especially like during the winter months, summer months, they like to be outside, you know, yeah. running around the neighborhood and everything, but it's just some of the things in, in you know, we try to do like all kinds of things to make sure that they, you know, that, that there's that bonding time. I know with like my, uh, stepdaughter, my oldest, her and I used to, I would take her to lunch and then she would love to go to the bookstore because she loves to read. So one day a week, we used to do like this mother daughter time. We go out to eat. Um, we would talk about whatever she wanted to talk about. Didn't matter if she wanted, if she needed like new makeup or something like that. 
but it was always, okay, can we go to Barnes and Nobles? And I would pick her up, like she would grab like 10 books. I, I'd end up spending like $150. And, but those were some enjoyable activities that I had with each, you know, I have these enjoyable activities with each child and it just makes it so worth it. And it just makes it just, you know, it makes motherhood just so wonderful because you share that bonding time with them, regardless, even if it's something small, it's just, it, you know, it's an activity that you enjoy doing with them. And they remember that. Like, yeah, I'm the crafty mom. I'm the one that, you know, for Christmas, I do, you know, the whole 25 days of Christmas for each one of my kids and let them, you know, do a fun activity, go watch the Christmas lights or the tree lighting or whatever. And those are just some of the things that uh, my oldest, she will say, remember, you know, when we did this, when I was like three years old and she just remembers all that stuff. She's 15 now. And she remembers like all those activities and I purposely take off of work so I can have each child. Okay, we're going to make this. We're going to do this. And so, and it's just those things that bring you closer together, um, you know, with your kids and just being present with them, which makes it just, it's wonderful. And even though I do need a break from them from time to time, because it can be very overwhelming with oh, yeah. school and all the things you have to do with them. But you know, I know when I'm like, all right, I'm recharged. Let's do this. Mm -hmm. And we get into it and the kids are like, oh, okay. Okay. So mom's going to do this. All right. And they're all for it. So, which is good. Well, and this kind of ties back into your business is, and I don't know if you feel the same way, but I have a feeling that you do is like the days that I'm able to show up and be the most present with my kids are the days that I poured into my business because it is what lights my soul on fire. And like, right after I like, like after I get off this podcast recording, like I, I have some childcare still for a few more hours, but like, I'm going to be able to show up for my kids this afternoon so much better than if I was just like, I don't need a business. Like, you know, it's like, I know that this fuels me. I know that this lights my soul on fire. I know that the women that are going to listen to this conversation, need this conversation just as much as I need to have it with you. And just as much as you need to have it with me. And it's like, this allows me to be a better mom. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Um, I do feel the same way because I know when I'm most present with my kids and I'm doing the things that they enjoy or we're doing something together, it's when I am like all in, I'm getting stuff done in my business. I'm putting out those podcast episodes. I'm putting out all that social media, the TikTok videos. Like, I'm like, all right, we're going to just roll with all the things and get these things done. And I feel like I've accomplished a lot. All right, now let me go have this time with my kids. It's, it's like a reward. It's <laughs> sort of, I know that sounds kind of cheesy, but no, it's I like think I feel the same kind of like, yeah, I actually get to be present with you without feeling pulled in a thousand directions because I have this like looming, like it's weird. It's hard to explain. Yeah. So it's like, oh, okay. It's like we're working and I'm like, oh, this is a reward. And I'm like, I get to do this with the kids. All right. We're going to bake cupcakes today or whatever it is that my youngest likes to do for that day. And it's just, it feels very empowering because I'm like, all right, 
I feel like I'm moving the needle even further in my business and further in just, you know, making things happen, which is great. It feels really empowering because then I'm like, you know, I can do it all. Yeah. I can, I can do, you know, the mom and the work and the business and I can do it all and still fill my cup and still be there present for my kids and still put out, you know, educational stuff for, you know, the moms that need it and all the resources. So, yeah, I think it's really just inspiring and it just really just, it just makes you feel good. Like, okay, yeah, I'm doing this now. Let me go do this with the kids. It, it does. It feels really, just really inspiring. And I'm like, you know, I want to do that again. And of course we all have the moments where we're like, this shit is fucked up. I don't want to do this. Like mm -hmm. I'm tapped out. I don't want to do this. Like, yeah, I like why, why do I have a job and a business and <laughs> a side hustle and kit? Like, why am I trying to bake cupcakes? Like, fuck I, it, I'm I mean, gonna go take a nap. <laughs> I think like last week, I just wanted to burn everything down because I was just so frustrated. I was tapped out. I was just everything. I was just so drained. And I'm like, screw this. You know, just light a match and poof. Like just wanted to just throw it all away. And I had to kind of was like, I had to dial back and say, all right, listen, we have to stop. We, we you know, we have to just take a chill pill, kind of dial back a little bit and figure out why I feel this way. Okay, well, you know, the ex was acting a certain way or something at work didn't do this or, you know, my other kid had a meltdown. So it's like, you have to like process those feelings. You have you you have to like validate and, and say, okay, I feel this way because in looking at everything that has happened, you know, so far in whatever, a day, that moment, whatever the case is, and, you know, really go, okay, I acknowledge I feel this way. What can I do to kind of alleviate some of the stress? Do I need to ask for help? Do I need a break? You know, do, you know, whatever it is that you need, you know, do I need to go for a walk? Usually if, if the kids are overwhelming, I just lock myself in the bathroom for five minutes and I'm like five minutes and I'll be back. <laughs> so I can just kind of you know, regulate myself and go, okay, let me just take a step back. All right. You know, so-and-so was fighting over a tablet. All right. Well, we're going to do something else. So yeah, we just have to kind of, you know, take a step back and just really look at the situation as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. There it's, it's normalizing and validating those feelings in the moment. Like you just said, but having those coping tools to get you through it. It's not about shoving it down. It's not about pretending it doesn't exist or shaming yourself for having it. It's like, acknowledge it, say, yeah, it's it makes sense that I feel this way. My child's having a meltdown and I had a hard day at work. My ex was being an asshole. Like I, it's, it makes sense that I feel this way. I'm going to go give myself five minutes in the bathroom to fucking have an ugly cry. And then I'm going to pull it together. And like, that's it's all valid it's all important none of it the hard doesn't stop you know and exactly exactly and I think sometimes you know I think sometimes that certain you know people you know whether it's family friends they 
in they're like, oh, well, you're a mom, you know, you're expected to Mm -hmm. do it all. And it's supposed to be perfect. It's not. It's fucking ugly. It's messy. And I, I think that just being just raw and unapologetic about it, that's what motherhood is. It's like, it, it sucks. It drains your energy. It's very re- rewarding. And it's, it's like, you know, it feels good. And it's like, you're pouring into these children and you're, you know, making them good little human beings. And, but motherhood is ugly. It's, it, you know, fucks with your mind and it really just, you know, there's depression, there's anxiety and there's all kinds of those things, you know, postpartum. I know I suffered through postpartum with both of the pregnancies, you know, with my kids. And those are just the things that are just real about motherhood. And some people think, oh, well, you know, you're just supposed to celebrate all the wins. No, we have to like embrace not only the wins, but also the challenges that comes with being a mom. And that's just what it is. It's ugly. And some people don't like to see it. Or they think, oh, well, you shouldn't talk about that. Because I know I've had some family members say you shouldn't talk about that. Well, but that is what's real and authentic to me. And other moms resonate to that. Because it's not about all the rainbows and sunshines and the stars. You know, it's all the ugly parts as well that makes it as a whole because there's good and then there's bad days and we just have to face everything and just work through everything and all the challenges of what motherhood really is. And it's not perfect by any means, you know, because if it was perfect, anybody can do it. It's not about being like this Debbie Downer, but it is about being like real about, yeah, we're going to talk about, the cupcakes and the beautiful moments and the road trips and the fun crafts but we're also going to talk about how this is hard and we are going to talk about how yeah I have a job and I'm building this business that lights me up and I freaking love it and I'm getting to pour into these moms and I love it but also that's a lot to balance and that's hard and like it's 50 50 and it's allowed to be and I I think that that's just really, really powerful, like, way to kind of wrap things up here. And I want you to be able to, like, tell moms about your, your business and, you know, how if, if there is a mom with medically complex child or special needs, or even just, you know, I know a family that recently um, got a cancer diagnosis for their daughter, like, you know, this isn't always stuff that comes up at birth. This isn't always stuff, you know, and like you're providing such a powerful resource. Um, and I would love moms to be able to find that, but I just think this conversation was so good and that it is 50, 50 and we do need to talk about both and we do need to validate both and anything else that you want to add that just feels like maybe a, yeah. a, a goal that we missed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know as far as like moms, you know, like doing your homework and researching, especially if you have 
a child like on the autism spectrum, on, um, you know, any type of rare genetic disorders or things like that. It's always good to, um, cause I know like the PCP will go ahead and direct you and get you into those, um, head start programs, you know, those early intervention programs to kind of get the kids you know, ahead. So they create goals and things like that. So I did a lot of research and I always encourage my moms to do research, but make sure it's smart research because there's so much stuff on Google. It's just, you have to just, and then you have to like really research and say, okay, what is it that really resonates with me that is going to help me? Because there's so much information and there's also misinformation out there too. So I know there's a lot of misinformation, not only when it comes to motherhood and birth and things like that. And it's always good to do your research and then like ask questions. Yes. Ask lots of questions because there's lots of moms that have, you know, a lot of knowledge and they, and I always encourage all my moms to ask questions and <laughs> right ask questions because the more you ask questions, the better you're going to get some results. Um, you're going to get some answers and you may not get all the answers, but at least it's a pathway to get to what it is that you're looking for. So I think asking questions is a big, big thing. And then, you know, um, getting support from other moms, like collaborate with other moms, you know, in, in like a group and things like that. I always encourage because, you know, as far as my group coaching program, I always encourage moms to ask each other, you know, they can help each other out, out, ask each other questions because it's always good to pick another brain's mom, uh, you know, the other mom's brain and just see, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, maybe she might have like something like a good resource that I can go check out or something that I can research or navigate or ask this question. Because we all know providers are going to give you a certain amount of information. And of course, it's up to us either, okay, we want to take this information or do we want to say, okay, they said this, let me expand on it. Let me do a little bit more research. And I always encourage my moms, always get a second opinion. If you don't agree, always get a second opinion. I can't tell you how many times I've gotten second opinions for both of my kids when I don't agree medically and I'm in, I'm in healthcare and I don't agree medically with what a doctor tells me and don't be afraid to fire them either <laughs> because that's, I mean, that has been an empowering thing for me. Oh my God. Don't be afraid to get it. That's because you at the end of the day are the one that is making the best decision for your child. You're making the best decision for you. So it's, it's, don't be afraid. You do not have to go with this provider or this therapist or this school or, um, you know, this, this information, there is always the ability to research it, ask questions, find out what you can look for a support group, ask other moms. And I mean, the power community is everything. 
Yeah, it's so, I mean, it's so funny because so much of what you teach moms is like exactly what I teach moms because it's it's all so, it's all so similar in, you know, the birth space versus other healthcare spaces, but just like, we've got to take in information, but then run it through our own filter because our intuition is powerful and your gut is telling you something is off for a reason. And even if you don't, even if you don't know whether you disagree with your provider or not, it's like, if something in your gut is like, I don't know if this is quite right. Like that's a perfect time to, like you said, go get a second opinion and uh, like expand on the research and like gut check and intuition check it. I think that's so, so important. Um, well, Karina, how can people find your program? Cause I actually can think of like multiple moms off the top of my head now or like find your podcast like that have children on the autism spectrum or I have a friend with um she was actually a client um I was there her birth doula and her daughter has um a genetic condition and she's had to deal with so much and I'm just like I feel like they need to be a part of your world (laughs) yes absolutely so my podcast is the medically empowered moms it's on all the listening platforms. Um, so I have some wonderful information, wonderful episodes, getting ready to bring on some guest experts on there. So talk about all the things as far as, you know, being medically empowered. Um, you can also find me on Instagram. So uh, Instagram handle at Karina official underscore seven, eight. Had to kind of keep it the same. Yes. So I had to keep it the same because I'm trying to keep my TikTok and my Instagram the same instead of going back and forth. So you can also find me on TikTok as well. Um, uh, Yeah. So I do put out some stuff, um, get ready to put out some new content for that. So, yeah. And um, I do have a, you know, self-care masterclass. Really good. If any of the moms are interested, it's three parts. And I just really dive in on how to really fill your cup, especially being a special needs mom and just some simple things you can do that may take you five, 10 minutes a day to just really just recharge yourself. So I love that. Well, all of that will be in the show notes. Um, Anybody listening can find Karina go. If you know other families that would benefit from these types of conversations and, you know, being medically empowered and being in this space of needing to feel less alone with the challenges of, you know, having medically complex kids, or if you're just a mompreneur and you're like, I need to be in the world of someone who's like, got a job and got a business and got kids and all, you know, maybe you're divorced and you're like, I need to talk to another mom that's been through it. I mean, like go find Karina. Um, she's an open book. She's just so great. And find her on Instagram, give her a follow and go reach out, DM her. Um, well, thank you so much. This has been so good. And I am just so excited for my audience to get to hear this. Yes. I'm super excited. Thank you so much for having me. This was so great.